So in the midst of all the energy that we have right now with the George Floyd uh, protests, Black Lives Matter protests, and, and we should keep that going, we got to center that back to the conversation of reparations. Reparations is the economic healing that we need. We need that tangible coming to our bank accounts. As I stated before, they can do reparations today if they wanted to understand. And if we keep applying the pressure and we got to have that messaging that listen, you owe $17 trillion to black Americans for slavery, for convict leasing, for what happened during reconstruction for Jim Crow, for the terrorism of the Ku Klux Klan, the terrorism of a lot of these police departments. You owe black America 17 trillion. Now we built this country for free. We built Washington DC. We built the Capitol. We built uh, the white house. That's a house that our people built and we didn't get paid a dime. And our ancestors definitely need their descendants paid what's owed. We got to push that message. America cannot escape from paying reparations because it's not only black Americans that's old reparations it's brothers and sisters that's in the UK because black people built the UK all in Europe. Slavery built Europe. Understand that. So those brothers and sisters there need their reparations. And I know if America pays reparations, then all those countries are going to pay reparations because that's going to spread. We got to push the notion of paying reparations because yes, you could defund the police. You can abolish the police unions, but we got to have reparations. Let me tell you why we got to have reparations. Reparations will not only close the wealth gap, but reparations will set black Americans in the place that we should be. Now we don't need to be focusing on what a person would do with their reparations or not. That's on them. We need to focus on making sure black folks get their reparations so they can choose to do whatever they like to do. But I know a lot of black Americans would buy homes. If anything, they will buy a home or start some businesses or some black Americans may say, Hey, I got my money. Now I'm going to the continent and I'm out. And that's an option too for people, right? But black Americans home ownership is very low. Black people rent more. And that's what causes us to be, in more of a subservient position to landlords, which a lot of landlords are Mazungu, or they could be uh, Mazungu Jewish or whatever else, right? We always at their mercy. When we become homeowners, when you have issues and problems, you know, you can go a month or two without paying your mortgage, as long as you're making certain kind of arrangements, but you can't go a month or two without paying rent. You have mortgage companies out there during coronavirus that were saying, hey, you know, we can defer your payments, sometimes six months. They Some uh, mortgage companies said up to a year. We put it at the back of your loan. But if you're renting, they want the rent. Now, they had to do le- the rules to say you couldn't evict. But now, since all that's being lifted, now these people say, give me my two months rent or you're being evicted. Do you understand? So black Americans need reparations for home ownership. Black Americans need reparations for business. Listen, we had plenty of businesses in this country. You know, we talk about Black Wall Street a lot, but we had more than Black Wall Street. We had 60 plus towns that we built with our own two hands in America, full of businesses. And all of our businesses were destroyed. They were destroyed by, you know, mobs. They were destroyed by them putting highways through 
areas where our businesses were at to take away uh, the people going to our businesses. They did that a lot. They did eminent domain. They, you know, stole land from black people who had big farms in this country. Our farmers are about much nothing anymore. We had a million plus black farmers at the turn of the 19th century, right? Around the 1900s. I'm sorry, around 1900s. And now we don't have hardly no black farmers. Where do all the farmers go? Well, a lot of the farmers, some of them was killed. A lot of them lost their land. Let me tell you something. When you work hard for something, I see why they, they quit farming. Think about it. You work hard in your career and somebody just basically take your career from you. And let's say you try to rebuild that career again and someone takes it away from you. It takes the it takes the the drive to do it, right? And it's not like today where, where we could say, you know what, this country get on my nerves. I can just pack up and I'm going to African nation. Listen, flying the airplane was an elite thing to do at one point in time. Not anybody can fly it now, but at one point in time in this country, our brothers and sisters didn't have that option to go to the continent. They didn't have that option. They wouldn't even connect it like we're connected now. You know, all these flights. And we go back and forth to the continent. You know, we're taking groups to the to the, uh, Africa, all these different things. They didn't have that back then. Understand? So there's a lot of things that we lost here. And a lot, and, and, and you know, we had hotels, grocery stores. We had whole business districts that we lost. So reparations would help repair that and make sure we fix those issues as well. And then if, even if they want to thought on a level of being selfish, you would literally put $17 trillion back into the American economy. Now, some people would leave and go to, to whatever country they want to go to with their money, but the majority of black America is not going to do that. I don't see them doing it like that. Only maybe a certain portion. So that money will still be put back into the American economy. Now, some people may say, in the, oh, well, but, but all jokes aside, how would they get the money though? How would they get the money? Never allow them to get into that argument with you say the federal reserve prints money. Okay. The, the federal reserve prints money. They can go ahead on and print, print our $17 trillion. They can print it and go ahead on and put that money in our bank accounts. Cause they already have our information from coronavirus uh, stimulus bill. Right? So that's where they can get the money from. Don't even sit up there and, and say, well, you know, why my tax dollars, man, forget you. They can print that, that money today. Do you think they listen? If we are trillions of dollars in debt, but yet they came up with $2 trillion to give you in a stimulus uh, bill with coronavirus, where the $2 trillion came from? If we in debt like they say we are, where did the money come from? I mean, I, I told y'all, y'all forget that we print money here. We don't get our money from another country. It's printed right here in the USA. And every few years, they change uh, the look of the money and, and, and add different security features so nobody won't counterfeit it. So yes, money is printed right here. So they can print your seventeen trillion dollars, brothers and sisters. Tell them run, run, run our money. Give us the money. We we need our reparations, right? But we have to have our wealth um, restored that has been extracted by racism. Now they're saying Andre Perry, a fellow at the Center uh, Brookings Institute, a metropolitan program and co-author of the April report, why we need reparations for black Americans. Um, he says that Paris said he couldn't recall another time when the country was this close to advancing on the issue of reparations, right? He says it's becoming more and more obvious that black communities have been robbed of the money that they're owed from slavery, 
from Jim Crow racism and systemic racism and things like housing, criminal justice. So you can call it reparations, but at the end of the day, it's about giving people what they're owed and what's needed in order to make communities less vulnerable to economic shocks and policy disasters in the future. Let me tell you something else why we need reparations. You have a lot of immigrant groups that came in here being refugees, uh, some of them, uh, some, some just come over here just because, and they have set asides for immigrants and they give them money. They don't even give you like, how the hell do they get money? But we don't get it. Everybody in the past have literally taken advantage of our hard work and effort. Now we in a time to say no more, nobody going to sit up there and, and ride our coattails. We're saying today is we're standing against anti-black racism. We stand against systemic racism. We're not going to sit up here and deal with in your white supremacy. And we're going to fight for what's ours here and throughout the world. Okay. No more of that. Watching these immigrants coming in and getting what belongs to us. And I'm not against nobody. I'm just saying is that the black man and woman in America need theirs. That's it. We're not going to be sitting there with it with an empty cup no longer and think we got to be quiet and, and well, just wait, just, just, just wait. Well, maybe, well, why don't you, you guys, you know, just, just come vote and, 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 and you kick it, you're kicking the can down the street, but black folks ain't got nothing. Forget that. This is the time that we put the pressure on for our reparations. Okay. So also Bob Johnson, and we covered that on, on our African diaspora news channel. Now he was calling for 14 trillion, but it, to me it's 17 trillion. Uh, the, uh, he's saying that he believes it should be direct cash payments over 10 to 20 years to the descendants of uh, African-American uh, slaves. Okay. Um, a lot of people saying this is a moment. Uh, this is the time to go after it. They say when those things are in the people's minds, they begin to think out of the box. So they begin to get a little bit more creative. Uh, they, they say there's a seat of change in the mainstream civil rights and advocacy organizations uh, embracing the idea over the past couple of years. Now they talk about, you know, definitely white households that average white household in the United States has about 10 times the wealth of the average black household, according to the federal reserve study for consumer finances, the cumulative result of factors such as redlining, housing, lending discrimination, and a limited ability to benefit from policy like the GI bill, the median annual income among black Americans is 42,000 is a compared to white Americans, roughly 71,000. And a lot of white Americans wealth also come from home ownership. Um, uh, they pass things down to their children because they due to the legacy of slavery. That's why you have a big wealth gap. They say black people are more likely to be uninsured and live in poverty. Now they say the coronavirus pandemic also compounded these disparities. African-American COVID patients bear a disproportionate share of illness and death from disease studies show and they are overrepresented in essential jobs that require uh, them to leave home. That's why black people was getting it because they were essential workers. But let's be clear. More white people got coronavirus. Trust me on that. And a lot of older white people got coronavirus. That's why you have so many deaths because they have proven that younger people wasn't dying from coronavirus like that. It's older people. There's a lot of white folks, but you know, they have a policy in mainstream media. Don't show white death. Don't show white suffering. You don't show that. Right. That's why, you know, for years, white people believe that police brutality was a black issue. And now with the protests, they're seeing how those same police is kicking their butt now, pushing them to the ground, shooting them with rubber bullets and putting their eyes out. 
you know, tear gas and them when they out there. Right now it's a, in spite it's a, after a better than expected May jobless rate, black people saw their unemployment rate inch up from 16.7 to 16.8 while white people's unemployment rate dipped from 14.2 to 12.4 according to the labor department's numbers released Friday. It's a, uh, George Floyd himself had lost his job due to Minnesota shutdown. So even, even during this time of unemployment, white people's unemployment went down to 12.4 and black people's, uh, stayed the same, but actually went up a, a percentage, you know, a click of a percentage point. Right? So they say, if the progressive platforms that come out of these protests do not contain a clear call for reparations, it will be hard to take them seriously. And that's true. I mean, you, you can't, you can't be out there doing that and don't have tangibles that we need as black people and reparations has to be on the list, defunding the police for sure. Abolishing the police unions for sure. Okay. Ending white supremacy. Yes. Okay. It's so many different things, that we, but definitely reparations. We got to have that economic package for black people. We got to have it. And no other group has our story. So I don't, I, I don't even entertain other groups when we're talking about reparations because you'll have the AOCs trying to come in and say, well, we suffered too. We need to get reparations. AOC, this ain't the time. Go fight, go fight and do what you do somewhere else. Not now. You know, that's what she tried to do before. So we need to push and we got to keep on pushing. Ladies and gentlemen, keep on pushing. Okay. So they also was talking about that, you know, 29% of Americans said they believe the government should make cash payments to black Americans. Um, they said last July with black Americans, 73% far more likely than a white Americans, 16% Hispanic Americans, 47% support the idea. Now they don't have to support the idea. It's not even, I'm not, you don't have to convince the public. You have to put pressure on the government. That's who going to cut the checks. <laughs> it's not going to be the 16% of white folks that agree. And it's not going to be the 47% of Hispanics that agree. And I don't, it's speaking about Hispanics. I don't know why they, they aren't in the 70 plus percent because I don't know. Is it the Hispanics that look more white that, that maybe disagree with reparations and maybe the Hispanics that are dark and are black. I don't know. Because you know, the white looking Hispanics, um, like some of them that come from, uh, in Florida, I'm talking about the white ones, especially a lot of them, them, them Cubans, but we ain't talking about the black Cubans. They don't let come over here. And they don't let the, they don't have to let the black Cubans come. They let the white ones come over here. You know, that's the ones that'd be against black folk. Um, not all, I'm not saying all because it could be a person say, Hey man, I ain't against y'all. I love y'all. You know, I, I don't want to say that. I'm just saying, but we noticed that, you know, definitely in the, in some of them cultures like that, um, you know, colorism is a big thing, but I call it anti-black racism. We need to stop saying colorism. Now they talked about HR 40 and all that, but that's the thing we got to push for reparations. It's the time to bring that conversation back up. You guys protesting out there, bring up reparations, say, Hey, listen, okay. We need reparations as black as a black community and explain why and keep explaining why that we need that because everything we had was robbed and stolen. And we put in a horrible position of America due to the, the theft and, and murder of, of our people. So we definitely need reparations and we need all of you allies to be speaking up about reparations too. And if you're not speaking up about reparations, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Because you actually still living in your privilege. So you got to call your quote unquote allies out as well. So definitely, 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 ladies and gentlemen, 
push for $17 trillion reparations, defund the police, abolish the police unions. We got to have that message. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.